0: Well, greetings and salutations. Welcome to DoS, the ultimate show for dividend investors, produced by Dividend.com. Happy to have you along for this installment of Dividend Dose for the week of November 5th. Coming up on today's episode, we've got everything you need to know about dividends summed up between your desk and your door, starting with the Dividend Market Minute, a recap of the week that was and the week that's coming at you, all from a dividend investor's perspective. Then it's Dividend Search Trends. A window into the minds of your fellow dividend investors. Here we look at last week's most popular search queries from Dividend.com, letting you know what they are and what that could mean to you and your portfolio. But don't worry, it's all anonymous. We're not looking at what you, the individual searcher, is looking at. It's more the hive mind mentality. What is the big story and where are people going? And lastly, the fan favorite, our oh, moment, <f-> moment, part of the show in which we look back at some of the biggest financial blunders that would certainly make anybody living in that moment say, oh, And then maybe, maybe we'll polish off the show with a little philosophy for you. Investment philosophy, of course. But hey, if you want to email me privately and discuss Nietzsche and Descartes, I'm cool with that too. This is your friend Jeff from Dividend.com, easing you into the week ahead. You can reach me anytime on Twitter at Dividend.com. Spell the word dot when you do it. Use the hashtag DivDose on Facebook or Twitter. That will generate some dialogue between us and the Dividend.com community, as well as, you know, dividend investors from all over the world, because maybe they haven't figured out what Dividend.com is yet. And that's their loss, and hopefully we'll uh, educate them on that. Time now for the Dividend Market Minute. It's the Dividend Market Minute where we take a quick overview at what happened last week and we'll tee up the week that's coming, all obviously from a dividend investor's perspective. You can catch a more in-depth version of this anytime from the Dividend.com news page. Search wrap or glance in the query box to find any recaps or tee-ups from the last little while. Obviously, the wrap is the wrap-up from last week and the glance is the tee-up look towards next week. So let's recap the week that was In a few short words, big gains, big losses. There, there's your update. My work here is done. Gonna go home now. I'm kidding, of course. These big gains and big losses stemmed mostly from headlines, and most of these headlines related to the Federal Reserve. It's been nearly two weeks since the Fed simply kicked the can down the road of the interest rates war or the interest rates saga, whatever you want to call it. Many of the market's big moves, though, came this week from data that could influence the Fed's next decision or, at the very least, the Fed governors themselves. Industrial activity, that's what took center stage last week. This would be the following manufacturing activity indexes, construction activity measures, factory orders, and factory sales data, all of which were not terrible and were cheered on by the markets, so there was a bit of a rally. Also, something to cheer about, recent data and estimates from many of some of the global trouble spots of late, such as China, these turned out positive as well. That said, markets went into a tizzy when Janet Yellen did speak, but we'll have more on that in a minute. Monday, the market rallied on the back of decent manufacturing data. Strong earnings numbers were released by Allstate, Church & Dwight, as well as Clorox. Utility Dominion Resources, however, didn't quite keep the positive trend rolling, and they missed estimates by a dollar per share. Tuesday, economic data was ugly, and yet markets didn't seem to mind. Prices in crude oil surged, and the markets rallied. Uh, bit of an oddball for that one, but hey, we'll take any rally we can get. Wednesday, everything was right as rain until Yellen mentioned in her speech that rate rise was still on the table for December. Uh, that obviously sent markets downward, and she also stated on Wednesday that an interest rate move was, quote, a live possibility, whatever that means. Um, if you watch any sports, it sounds a lot like something a coach or an athlete would say in the presser after the game, doesn't it? Not helping this downward trend was the non-farm employment change numbers coming in slightly lower than anticipated. Also on Wednesday, great earnings from Beckton, Dixon & Co. Equity LP also beat expectations. Whole Foods, however, they missed earnings by 19 cents a share. Thursday, 6, yes, six speeches on Thursday from the Fed Reserve Governors. None of the topics were on rate hike, but the speeches were all rather hawkish. These were overshadowed by a rise in unemployment claims. This number tallied 276,000, which was much higher than estimates were sort of calling for. So that's not really great news. This news obviously erased any positive earnings related to the boost we'd felt earlier. But Friday, here we are as I'm recording this show, all about unemployment data, Fun fact, I record the show Friday morning, so I can't tell you exactly how the day ends, but at the time of recording, all markets are red, and Obama is set to reject the Keystone project. That said, unemployment rate is holding steady at 5%. That was what analysts estimated it would stay at. It was at 5.1% last time. It was a very, very interesting week indeed. Here's a tee-up for next week. Monday, we'll see the Labor Market Conditions Index, Tuesday, Small Business Index, Mortgage Delinquencies, and Wholesale Inventories. Wednesday is Veterans Day, so no news to be announced on this day. Be sure to give thanks to a service member, though. And Thursday, Unemployment Claims, Crude Oil Inventories, as well as the Federal Budget Balance. Friday is Core Retail Sales, Preliminary Consumer Sentiment, and Natural Gas Storage Numbers. And earnings to watch for next week are ADT, Energizer, Helmeric and Payne, Kohl's, Manulife Financial, and Nordstrom. Not the specific days here, but they are next week, so tune into that if you are interested in any of those. You're listening to Dividend Dose on dividend.com. Dividend Search Trends. Dividend Search Trends, ever wondered what weird and wonderful things your dividend compatriots are looking up on the internet? Dividend Search Trends segment is your look into the future based on hundreds of thousands of anonymous search queries on dividend.com. Keyword there being anonymous. We always want to look at what the hive is doing, not the one. These search trends offer insight into what other dividend investors are thinking about, which might help you to make smarter investment decisions. I'd also like to say we don't always truly know why these trends are the way they are. It could be anything at all, including even perhaps a class of university students who are all querying the same ticker and want to know the ins and outs of that company. We truly don't know. We do try to offer some insights as well. I discuss this with the analysts here at Dividend.com all the time. We just we discuss it with the guys from ETFDB.com all the time to see if they have any sort of points of view. But here are the top five. Number five, healthcare REITs. The consensus here is that's a great safe haven during market uncertainty. Yellen's comments about a rate hike Uh, A live possibility feels more uncertainty, so if you're looking for a safe haven to put your money into, that pays a good dividend, especially something that's recession-proof or regardless of what the market's doing-proof, healthcare REITs is your better bet. Number four, Apple. We recently ran an article comparing Apple to Google speculating which company would be the first to one trillion dollars in market cap. I won't tell you how that ended. You gotta check it online. Perhaps though this caused a number of you to start looking deeper into Apple stock. That said, We are headed into holiday season, which could also mean investors are looking to hop into Apple stock before the holiday rush. Apple stock also in the last two weeks has experienced a bit of a rush. It was sitting in the 109, 110 area. And last I looked uh, this morning, it was 122. So it's moving around. So perhaps that's also fueling your queries. Number three, Potash Corp. My thoughts are twofold on this one. One, the Canadian dollar is cheap right now and Potash Corp is a Canadian company, meaning you could get a good dividend pair relative to its price, especially when you switch over the U.S. currency to Canadian. However, Potash prices have been sliding downwards since 2013. Fears of a dividend cut are likely to cause investors to... Double-check their holdings. You obviously don't want to be holding a dividend-paying stock that is likely to cut its dividend due to hard times. Potash Corp. recently released a report stating that the dividend would be safe so long as prices didn't fall as low as $200 per ton. So rest easy right now. The price of potash is currently at $250 per ton. And if you were wondering today, what is the price of potash, what a coincidence, right? I'm sure you woke up this morning wondering about that. Number two, Kraft. The Kraft Heinz company was trending this week as well. At first, I assumed this was because they were announcing that they'd be closing seven factories as well as cutting 2,600 jobs. But you should never assume because it leads to assumptions. And the real reason this was trending was due to the fact that Kraft Heinz is increasing its quarterly dividend by 4.5%. And lastly, Starbucks comes in at number one. I think this one is pretty obvious. I say this while sipping on a Pike Place from Starbucks. They're just killing it lately. Their payment model is amazing. Starbucks is one of the first to adopt mobile pay. You can reload it from your phone. Their advanced ordering options allow consumers and customers to skip lines. Plus, the longer that we all work, the more coffee to go seems to be the new norm. Dose me up on caffeine. I've got another five hours left in me. That seems to be my mantra. Plus, they're a dividend rock star. And... They're expanding into China. Basically, Starbucks is a license to print money. There you have it. Healthcare REITs, Apple, Potash Corp, Kraft Heinz, and Starbucks leading your search trends. <laughs> Customer feedback. Yes, it's the part of the show where we look at customer feedback. Okay, the plan here is to have you, our lovely Dividend.com investor, Dividend.com community, ask us questions. You can do so via email by writing to me, contact at Dividend.com, or on Twitter at Dividend.com. Remember to spell dot. It's not a punctuation point. And we will answer any questions you have. Ask our analysts anything you wish about the dividend market, and we'll do our best to have your questions featured on the show. Oh, shit. Moment time now for the oh shit moment. It's that magical part of the show in which we look back at some of the biggest financial blunders in history. Those kinds of moments that make you cringe and you say oh shit, that's not good. For this one we're going all the way back to the 1630s and I bet when you clicked on this link to hear this podcast you weren't expecting a history lesson. But here we are. More bang for your buck. Yes we are gonna go back in time to the country of my ancestry to the home of my favorite activity And we're talking about Holland, and obviously my favorite activity is biking. It was the Turks who introduced the Dutch to the tulip, and that would be one fateful transaction. The Dutch were in a period of pure prosperity at this time, and the grand estates that were being built around the country were adorned by massive gardens. It was a time of decadence, and the novelty of the flower made it widely sought. And therefore, when something's supply goes down and the demand goes up... Things get pricey. Enter the tulip explosion. It was rare, it was beautiful, and people wanted it. Bulb buyers began to fill inventories for growing season, depleting supply and further increasing demand. Prices were rising so fast and so high that people were trading parcels of land and their life savings. Could you imagine that? Your Your life savings for some tulip bulbs? And the nature of the tulip didn't help supply either. Fun fact, it takes seven years to grow one seed, and while bulbs can produce two or three clones, the mother bulb only lasts a few years. So the very nature of the tulip was that it was just scarce. It depleted itself. It was no gold bar, and it had no staying power. At its height, though, a single tulip bulb could trade for an entire estate, and at the bottom... The dizzying, horrifying bottom. The price was worth less than an onion. In the end, everyone suffered, even those who had sold at the height. They felt the pinch of the recession that followed Tulip Mania, and that certainly is an O oh, <laughs> moment. Don't laugh at the Dutch though, it sounds irrational, and we all know that markets are very irrational. And also, keep in mind that fateful Christmas of years ago in which Some people, we won't point fingers, we won't name names, went a little crazy for Tickle Me Elmos, paying 400 bucks or 500 bucks or more for a Tickle Me Elmo. So don't laugh at the Dutch and their tulips. Investment Philosophies. We're drawing to the end of the show, which means it's time for Investment Philosophies, parting words to aid you in your dividend investing voyage. So... I put the song together and when I started to write it, it was uh, supposed to sound more philosophical, quote-unquote, and now I'm just not sure, but roll with it anyways. So today's investment philosophy is invest in what you know. This is a famous adage, first attributed to Fidelity fund manager, superstar Peter Lynch. It's especially true if you like to restock on the dips of certain companies, and if you like to restock on the dips right now opportunities do abound and if you're a horticulturalist don't heed this advice because if what you know is tulips try to think outside of that box invest in what you know it's especially helpful in that you've likely already done your research on the product or you know these products are good you have them in your home your friends use them all of the above everybody that has them likes them so go look in your pantry or your closets or your drawers wherever you are chances are it's filled with a variety of leading brands and products that pay dividends that are going to sell regardless of the market regardless of the economy these would be things from Clorox, Procter and Gamble, Nike, Anheuser-Busch, you know, things that everybody is consuming on a regular basis that if things went sour tomorrow Because we all know that we're here for the long run. If things go sour tomorrow, you're guaranteed your dividend. Now, there are no surefire buy and profit techniques anymore, especially in this market. The idea is to use Lynch's strategy to initially find good companies. And once you've found your selection and you decide that this may be a good company, once you've made your selection, you still need to break out a balance sheet, examine sales trends, profitability trends and so on and so forth but invest in what you know it's a good place to start that's it for dividend dose the show about all things dividends as i said off the top you can reach me anytime on twitter at dividend.com remember spell the word dot com and you can ask me any questions if there's something in the show that you wish would be here or something in the show that you really hated let me know you know, I want the show to be just as good for you as it is for me. So drop drop a line. Let me know what you like, what you didn't like. Ask questions and we'll certainly feature it on the show. Historically, November has been a solid middle of the road performer. So over an 86 year period, the month has shown average gains of 0.7%, which is a good thing. Hopefully we can weather through these Yellen-esque storms. And until next time, remember proper planning prevents poor performance. Thank you. Have a good week.